Welcome to The Shalene Show. I'm so happy you're here. Seriously. And this is going to be just a painless episode, I promise you. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you tips to help you lose weight without dieting. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Before we get started, let me just use a little disclaimer and explain to you, of course, that I'm not a medical doctor nor am I a nutritionist. I am, as many would consider, an expert in the field of health and weight loss and fitness and lifestyle. So definitely consult with your own physician before doing anything drastic or crazy. But I think most of the tips that you're going to hear in this episode, you will find quite doable. Now, I'm not recommending by any means that you do all of these things. I just think the more tools we have in our toolbox the more options we have to have control and to feel like we can live our lives. And and I think that's important. And the word control is weird too, right? Because I don't want your weight to control you. I want you to be able to live a life. And for that matter, I don't want a diet to control you. I want you to have a diet. So most of these tips are really about lifestyle and habit and doing things that help to keep you accountable. They're triggering healthy habits. And while I am not a fan of the quick fix or super fast weight loss, I'm also not naive. I know that sometimes, especially in my own practice of working with thousands and thousands of men and women, that quick fix is often that thing you need to really motivate more change. I've seen it happen time and time again. So even though when I first started in this industry, I was very reluctant to use even the term quick or fast rapid because I felt like those were negative. You know, I want people to do something they can maintain and do forever. But the fact of the matter is, until someone is motivated and excited and believes it's possible, it's very difficult sometimes to motivate permanent change. So I want you to take the tips that I'm going to give you in this episode, a few of which are for quick slash fast weight loss, and just know that I want you to use them wisely. They are not meant to be a permanent solution. These are just a few ideas which, if used correctly, are not going to cause you damage or harm. But if you use them as your go-to, it's not healthy. The bottom line is all of these tips will provide some relief for you. But ultimately, you've got to feel good about yourself and start adopting new habits that work with your body, your lifestyle, and your happiness. Okay, first tip. This one is not going to shock you. You need to drink more water. Okay, that's great. But I don't like water, you say to me. I know because I don't really like plain water either. So as many of you who follow me in social media know, I'm a reformed Diet Coke-aholic And I had to get myself off Diet Coke. I mean, we are talking, I had such a major addiction to that dark, caramely, carbonated beverage, Coca-Cola, Diet Coke specifically, that it was embarrassing. Like I just didn't want people to know how necessary it was for me to have Diet Coke every single day. And it was a difficult habit to break, but when I knew I had to break, unlike some of you who you can get knowledge and information, then you make a change the next day. I couldn't do that. I needed to wean myself off of diet soda. And I did so first by drinking, I'm just going to be honest, diet Sprite. Don't ask me why. Listen, I know it's just as bad, but it was clear. And I felt like that was one step closer to water. I don't know why. 
And what that did is it allowed me to transition to sparkling water with lime because it tasted a little bit like the Diet Sprite. You see where I'm going with this? That probably took a couple of months to switch from Diet Coke to Diet Sprite and then a couple more months to fully switch from Diet Sprite to sparkling water with lime. And then I started drinking, at the same time, water with lemon juice, a little bit of cayenne pepper, and ginger. I love ginger so much. Now, don't get it twisted. I am not talking about doing the cayenne maple syrup, you know, cleanse kind of thing. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about flavoring my water. More specifically, the reason why I used both, and still to this day, use ginger and cayenne pepper is because it gives a little kick in the aftertaste. And that's what I so craved about diet sodas is that like, I don't even know how to describe it, but you know what I'm talking about. If you have a diet soda addiction, there's just this kick. I've never shot up drugs, but I've watched enough of the show Intervention to see the look on their face when they shoot that needle into their arm. And I'm telling you, that's the look on my face when I used to have a diet soda and I needed that kick. So the lemon, ginger, and cayenne with the water in the right portions really gave me that kick. And eventually, over the course of just a couple of months, I was able to completely give up all diet sodas and even sparkling water. And now I'm just doing lemon water with cayenne pepper and a little bit of ginger. So that's a great tip for you is to you know wean yourself onto water and drink more of it. The next thing that I did to make sure that I was drinking a lot more water, because this really helps with your overall nutrition, your hydration affects your cell regeneration, your body's ability to recover from your workouts, you'll sleep better, your digestion will be better. And most people tend to lose weight when they start making sure that they are properly hydrated. It will also help you to reduce bloating. There are so many health benefits to those ingredients. The only negative sometimes you'll hear is people will be concerned with the acidic content of the lemon in the water. So I have talked to several dental professionals about this. And I mean, it's how much lemon are you actually putting in your water? I just have a tiny little bit that's mixed in with my concentrate. But if you're concerned with it, you just rinse your mouth with water, plain water. And of course, you know, take care of your teeth, like proper hygiene. Hello, brush your teeth, gargle, you know, floss, do the things that you normally do to take care of your teeth. And bottom line is this, I guarantee you that little bit of lemon in your water is not doing nearly as much damage as the carbonated beverages, the sugary drinks, and all the other garbage that we're putting in our mouths. How did I get to a point though, where I was drinking a lot of water? That came into play as I kept trying to develop this habit. I liked the water, but I wasn't drinking enough of it. So this might seem extreme to some of you. I bought four insulated bottles, like the ones that you know you see, they're multicolored and they're really pretty. Mine happens to hold 25 ounces. I bought four colored insulated bottles and I would fill up all four of them, each one of them a different color, and put them in my fridge And that way, instead of refilling my water bottle and wondering like, okay, did I already refill this? How many times have I refilled this? Have I had enough water today? For me, just to make it mindless, I just fill all four bottles. And then when I've gone through all four bottles, I've gone through all four bottles. It just helps to keep me on track. And it's less time. I know it sounds like it's 30 seconds to fill a water bottle, but you know, it's not. It's longer than that. 
and we often forget to refill it before we're running out the door. So just fill four water bottles in advance or two or whatever you decide to do. Or maybe you will refill your water bottle. But I think the water bottle situation is kind of a big deal. I'm going to give you permission to buy a water bottle that you love. Like you have to love your water bottle so that you're carrying it around with you like you do your day planner or your smartphone. Like those three things are with me at all times. My water bottle, you can ask anyone, my day planner and my smartphone. And it's just a matter of habit. I just always have them with me and I feel like something's missing. So you can hear it. It's right next to me. If my water bottle is not with me. I feel like something's missing. You may be asking, well, gosh, that's a lot of water. How does your bladder handle that? TMI? Work yourself up to it. You're not going to start drinking, you know, a hundred or so ounces the very first day. Generally speaking, you want to consume about 75% of your body weight in ounces. That's a mathematical equation to me that I'm like, uh, no, I, I'm not going to do math. Basically, if I have 100 ounces, I'm over what I need, and that's a good thing. Not over by so much that it's ridiculous, but it's keeping me very hydrated. I'm a pretty active person, and it's a good thing for everything. So I just taper down my drinking. <laughs> this sounds funny. I taper down my water consumption as the day goes on so that I'm not up all night, shall we say. Okay, next tip. Close the kitchen. This is a really good one. Set a time after which there is no more food allowed in your mouth. That means you have to get the family involved in this one. And for so many of us, our the time that we spend bonding with our family is either in the kitchen or near the kitchen, and it's centered around food. And you just got to get everybody on board with this one, even if it's just for a couple of weeks to establish the habit, a time after which there's no more eating, no more snacking, you know, no more going to the kitchen to see what's crunchy while you're watching TV with your family. How does she know that I do that? Drinking wine, all of those things, like just shut it down and give your digestive system a chance to rest. It is amazing how flat your stomach will be in the morning. If you just stop eating a couple of hours, three hours before you go to bed, could you do that? If tomorrow morning you knew you would wake up and your stomach would be nice and flat and you'd probably lose a few pounds in the process over the course of the next month, that's not a diet. I mean, these tips are not about dieting. All of these tips are about habits. So if you establish that habit, I guarantee that one habit alone will keep you feeling and looking amazing. Just shut it down. Just wire that jaw shut after about 7 p.m. and watch what happens. My next tip, try cycling your macronutrients. What do I mean by that? I mean, rather than restricting yourself and saying, okay, I'm going on a diet and I can no longer have carbs or I'm going on a diet and I have to eat much lower fat. Rather than doing that, cycle your macronutrients. By this, I mean on your heaviest training days, the days that you're working out with great intensity, lifting heavy, intense cardio. On those days, I want you to have complex carbohydrates. On a day where you're consuming more healthy carbohydrates, it might look something like for breakfast, you're having steel-cut oatmeal and maybe a half a cup of berries, some walnuts on top. For mid-morning snack, you might have an apple with some almond butter. For lunch, you could have a turkey sandwich on Ezekiel toasted bread. That sounds so good right now. But you would hold the avocado, you see, because on your higher carb days, you want to do lower fat, okay? So then maybe for dinner, you might have, of course, your grilled chicken. There's some protein, 
but you could have whole wheat pasta or brown rice and quinoa. As you can see, this is a day where you're consuming more healthy carbohydrates. The body holds water when we eat carbohydrates. So you want to do that for possibly two days, followed by two days of eating high protein, low fat, low carbs, followed by another two or three days of eating a healthy balanced diet where you're eating the appropriate amount of fats, carbohydrates, and protein. And by cycling these things, spending just two days where you're eating very low fat, very low carbohydrates, you don't feel like you're depriving yourself. And many people find that this will help them to rev their metabolism. Remember, everybody's body is different. You may not be able to do as many carbohydrates as the average person. Remember that if you want to drop weight fast and you don't care whether it's water weight, well then strip the carbohydrates from your diet, reduce your caloric intake, and eat lean proteins for a couple of days, which is not something you can do long term, nor should you, because your body needs those things, but you will drop some water weight and perhaps some weight on the scale, and that can be just enough to get you excited and motivated to continue and find the diet that you can live with. This next tip may sound like a little bit of trickery, but dude, it works. Use smaller plates. Literally, just changing your dinnerware can work with your brain in a way to help you decide to eat smaller portions. Portions tend to look bigger and taller when you're using a smaller plate. You don't drink as many calories when you're using a thinner, smaller glass. Beverages seem bigger when you're not using those big, gigantic plastic cups. Even the color of your plate will actually help you to choose healthier options. So simply choose smaller dinnerware. Now, I'm not telling you you have to go out and buy all new dishes, but, you know, it might look kind of crazy. Try using a saucer. Just use a salad plate instead of a dinner plate. And if you're into meal prep, consider using smaller containers. That big giant bucket that you call a salad bowl might just have, even if it's something healthy that you're eating, it may just have 200% more calories than you actually need to consume. You know, weight gain isn't just about what we eat, it's also about how much we eat. I know plenty of people who eat a very healthy, clean diet and they still are battling weight gain. There's a lot of reasons why that might be the case, but I'll just bet that oftentimes if we just do a better job of portion control, you'll lose weight without having to diet. Okay, our next tip is this. You know your arch nemesis, and by that I mean the food you cannot stop snacking on. I think snacking is probably the number one easiest way for people to lose weight is by simply identifying their mindless eating, which often comes in the form of snacking. There is something that you go to that's in the pantry or in the fridge or in the drawer of your desk. You just grab it and you're not counting, you're not thinking about those calories. You don't need them. They're used as a habit. It's mindless emotional eating that you don't need to engage in. And what's the best way to stop it other than just stopping it? How about not buying it? For real, donate it if you're so guilty about the people who might be starving somewhere in the world and need your peanut M&Ms. Other than that, just freaking throw it away. And if you're tempted to go back in the trash and get it after you throw it away, put something else disgusting on top of it so that you won't do that. Hashtag Seinfeld. But 
Truthfully, it is one of the easiest ways for people to lose weight without having to go on a diet is to simply stop snacking on that one particular food you don't need and you can't resist. Stop the snacking. I've got just two more fast weight loss tips for you. The first one I do not recommend if you are pregnant, training for an event, if you suffer from any type of eating disorder or you're in recovery from an eating disorder, or if you have some type of medical condition at the moment. And in addition to that, if you are on medication that's required to be taken with food. But here it is, a three-day cleanse. Did she just say that? I did. And here's why. Work with me for a second. I am not a fan, as I said before this program started, of fast, quick, rapid, overnight weight loss as a permanent solution, because it's not. If you do a three-day cleanse, and I'm not going to endorse a particular one, there are gobs of them. You can do an internet search. I'm sure there's plenty of people who sell three-day cleanses. You know, you can do a juice cleanse. You can do a water cleanse. There's a lot of cleanses out there. I'm not going to tell you which one to look into. And I'm going to give you a few warnings before I go further. And that is this. Number one, it's temporary. Much of the weight that you'll be losing will be water weight. But the benefits of doing a cleanse are this. Mindset. I know so many people who do a three-day cleanse, and that's kind of the catalyst. Just seeing the number on the scale move is exciting. Losing weight, whether it's water weight or fat, it's encouraging to be able to fit into your clothes or have something fit just a little looser. And for so many, that's what they need to spark more permanent, more sustained health benefits. A three-day cleanse is not something you should do on a regular basis. It's not something that's going to help you lose body fat. You just can't lose body fat in three days. I mean, a minimal amount. What I like about doing a three-day cleanse is that it often helps people tap into the emotional reasons why they eat. You become aware of the fact that so much of our daily routine is centered around food and not food because we're hungry, but food because it's habit. Food because this is the time I normally eat. Food because I'm stressed out when I come home from work. Food because that's what we do as a family when we're watching TV at night. Like There's so many emotional reasons why we eat that have nothing to do with nutrition, nothing to do with true hunger. And when you do a cleanse, you tend to become very aware of those things. So if you're interested in trying one, I'm okay with it. Just make sure you check with your physician first. Use your good judgment and know that the weight that you're losing, most of it, regrettably, unless you change what you're doing today, that is water weight. And water weight comes back to us because we we need water in our body. Can you lose fat on a three-day fast? Sure, but not a significant amount. I want you to use it only as a catalyst and only as a way or a measure by which to better understand why it is and when it is you're eating. And my last and final tip is to give intermittent fasting a try. Now, you've heard me talk about intermittent fasting many times on this show. You can go back and listen to previous episodes by both Melissa McAllister and Dr. Sarah Solomon. Both have been featured on this show With regard to intermittent fasting, especially if you'd like to learn more about those, just go to your podcast app and type in the words, Shalene Johnson, intermittent fasting, and those episodes should pop up for you. 
Here's why what I want to mention about intermittent fasting. Almost everyone I know when they first start it, they lose weight pretty quickly. And just to give you a quick recap of a very, very summarized brief recap of what intermittent fasting is, is basically you're consuming supposedly the same number of calories, but in a smaller window of time. So therefore, it's not a specific diet so much as it is structure around the hours during which you're consuming your calories. So you'll hear things like people start eating at 11 a.m. and finish by 6 p.m. or smaller windows or bigger windows or they'll do a 24-hour where they'll eat at 3.30 on Monday and not eat again until 3.30 on Tuesday, but still generally trying to consume the same number of calories. Intermittent fasting is something that you want to learn a little bit more about it before you start. If you've never tried it before, your first seven days, if you're pushing the time at which you eat into a smaller window, it's almost a given that you're going to lose weight initially because you naturally will eat fewer calories and your body tends to burn those calories better because you're dipping into your fat stores by giving yourself a longer period of, quote, fast. Now, I have talked extensively about this type of eating on my program. And I don't think it's for everyone long-term. I think some people have amazing, amazing results from it, but I do think it depends upon your body type. And I happen to know myself personally, there was a period of time that intermittent fasting was really successful for me. I, I enjoyed doing it. I didn't have like tremendous weight loss, but I did notice I got a little bit leaner. But over time, I also noticed that body fat came back and almost with a vengeance. Then I would start pushing the window that I was eating later and later in the day, which was torturous, and then trying to stop eating earlier and earlier in the evening, which was torturous. And for me, my body just didn't like it. My body fat went up. I know that that was not good for my metabolism. So I had to completely change that and went back to eating at 6 a.m. and doing three or four meals a day spacing them out so there was like three to four hours between my meals. And that helped me to get my body fat back down. And here's the thing I have to say about intermittent fasting or carb cycling or the Whole30 or, you know, insert name of diet here. There is no one diet that works for all people for all time. Your body is constantly changing. We have different hormones. We have different dieting histories. We have different workout plans. There's so many things that affect the way a particular diet or way of eating has an impact on our bodies. And we just have to recognize that we are too smart to believe that one thing works for everyone. It's about experimentation and figuring out what works best for you. But if you've never tried intermittent fasting before, almost everyone I know who does it for the very first time in that first week, they tend to lose weight. So if we're talking about rapid weight loss, remember, not fat loss, but rapid weight loss, and we're talking about things that don't involve, quote unquote, a diet, but some things you can do as hacks, per se, to lose weight quickly, I hope you'll find some of these tips very helpful. Just remember, none of them are a permanent solution, well, maybe except consuming a lot more water, but the rest of them are perhaps temporary solutions that get you excited so you can see the potential, so you can see that it is possible and help you to see that you are worth the effort of changing and understanding and really, really becoming an expert on your body. 
Thank you so much for all of your feedback and for writing reviews for the show. It means so much to me, but can I tell you what means more than even writing a review? By the way, thank you for all of you who wrote me reviews on my birthday. I found out my husband put that out on Snapchat and that was adorable and so sweet. And that is my love language, words of, of appreciation. I would much rather have that than a gift. So thank you. Thank you. But here's, I think, the coolest thing you can do if you're listening to this on your iPhone or on the podcast app, tap your phone right now or your tablet. If you just look in the bottom right-hand corner, there's three little dots. When you tap those three dots, some options come up. One of them is share. I think it'd be so cool. First of all, don't forget to subscribe. I think that pops up as an option as well. So subscribe first and then click share and send this episode to like two or three girlfriends or guy friends. Anyone who you know, would be, you'd be like, oh, they probably haven't heard this episode yet. And just share it with them because when you click share, it'll pull up your text messaging and you can just pop in the name of your BFF because, um, you know, I like you, so I probably will like your friends too. You know why? Because you are thebomb.com. And I mean it. And I appreciate you. And I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down. SmartLifePushJournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem. The Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, that seems like common sense, and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, my 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, and it's so big and so cumbersome, you can barely carry it around, this is not your journal. I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors, it just dawned on me. My whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time. And that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs. And you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. 
Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet and nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier, and it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom. This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big, they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple. And it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal. Because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I can't wait for you to try this. I can't wait for you to develop this habit. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.